But yeah, that's been great. I even frothed up my, uh, I never thought I'd ever froth up uh, you know, my oat milk before, but uh, this pandemic has made me an oat milk frother. <laughs> Welcome to the Mac DevOps YVR podcast. This podcast is about the Mac DevOps YVR conference in beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. We interview guests and discuss topics around managing Macs using open source software products inspired by DevOps. Our goal is to encourage developers and IT to work together to solve problems for our community. For more information, see our website, mdoyvr.com. This is the Mac DevOps podcast. Welcome to the Mac DevOps podcast. I'm joined today by my awesome and beautiful super brain, JD. How you doing, JD? I'm doing well, Matt. How are you? I'm doing awesome. I think I need another coffee already. More, more coffee already, <laughs> huh? More coffee. Uh, today we're joined by Emily. Uh, Emily Handa. How are you doing? Good. I'm good. It's been kind of a, a long day, but it's good. Light's still out in Stockholm now, so... Nice. Yes. Late late nights, uh, like the sun stays up for a while? Yeah, uh, it gets pretty dark during winter. I think the earliest, it, like the sunset was probably around 2, 2.30, oh, wow. 2.40. So it's great that the it stays probably, sun stays up right now until almost 7 still. So, yeah, it's That's great. Awesome. So are you allowed to go out and enjoy the uh, the parks in, in the city or do you go out and and hang out until, you know, sunset? Enjoy all that uh, time? I try to. You know, the whole pandemic, it's kind of, since I've been inside all day, I'm like, I've been inside all day. Do I really want to get ready and go outside <laughs> during the week? <laughs> but um, I try to. Things aren't very locked down in Stockholm, so... It's really hasn't been a problem to wanting to go to parks or even grocery stores. The only thing is, um, like bars and restaurants close at eight, but that's not really a big deal. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no late late night bar hopping. You know, well during the work week. Yeah. No, no late no late night bar hopping. So it's fine. Yeah. I, I found uh, a long time ago I was I was being less and less cool going out to less and fewer parties and uh, so I decided to have kids and that way I, it was a perfect excuse when I didn't have to say I, I can't go out drinking until midnight because yeah I have kids yeah I don't want to anyway. <laughs> My good excuse now is uh, when I don't want to go somewhere. Oh, I hope they don't listen to this. But <laughs> in, St <laughs> in Stockholm, it's a thing where you have to when you're in a apartment building, you have to book time to do your laundry. So usually I'm like, oh, I can't go anywhere. My laundry slot's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> perfect, perfect. And it works. Everyone, you know, they they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Clean clothes. You know, it's universally understood. Yeah. So you made a big, uh, big trip to Stockholm. Was it a year ago? Two years ago now? I think almost a year and a half. year and a half. Now? Yeah. You're a yeah. modern day adventurer. Yeah, I uh, applied over at Spotify, but I didn't think I was going to get it. I was just like, I'm just going to apply anyways. I mean, it's all the way in Stockholm. Yeah, well, three months later after I got the job offer, I just moved to Stockholm. <laughs> I mean, fair. I guess it was good. I didn't have any kids or 
property to worry about. So on to the next adventure, I suppose. And it's been a year and a half in Stockholm. What have you learned? Gosh. You've learned about the city. What's what's cool about Stockholm that we don't know? My kids have told me about Minecraft and uh, Sweden <laughs> and that we have to go to Sweden because of Minecraft. <laughs> uh, I didn't realize how green Stockholm or Sweden was going to be. It only takes, I live right next to a park. And then even if I go 30 minutes out train ride, I can even get to a larger one and just go hiking. Um yeah, well, I used to live in San Francisco, so I don't know. I just, uh, it's not as easy to get to like nice, large green areas unless you have a car. You mentioned a so. train. Do they have those in America? Trains? <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you're yeah, on the East Coast. <laughs> but, <laughs> the East Coast, I mean, in San Francisco, they have each metro system, but. It's not like if you're in Europe or in Asia riding the train everywhere. I did take the Caltrain for the first and only time. My last visit to to, uh, to California went from San Francisco to Cupertino. I keep yeah. forgetting about Caltrain. Yeah, I was just like, <laughs> I was like, I could take an Uber for like ten million dollars, or I could uh, take this train. I wonder if it'll work. And it was pretty much empty. Like a huge train, but it actually worked. And I'm like, this is a proper civilized train. Yeah, except during the summer when it gets really hot, uh, mm-hmm. there's huge delays because, I don't know, I guess maybe the brakes or something like that, overheating, I don't, I don't know. But um, worst time to be commuting on Caltrain is during the summer, I think. Yeah, oh, I, I bet. This was November, I think. I was at the... Cupertino for this like final cut, like creative summit or something. And I went to San Francisco with some people and then I'm like, but I have to get back from San Francisco. How do I do that? And I'm like, yeah, I can take a train. I can. And then it like let me off at like some stop. And it was like a short free bus ride to the airport, Cupertino airport. And I was like, this is, there's pockets of America that are very civilized. (laughs) Few and far between. (laughs) It's always shocking, but it's always wonderful when you find them. But Stockholm. So lots of parks, trains outside the city. You can go hiking. No, everything seems to be on time, commuting-wise. I mean, otherwise, it's been pandemic. I haven't, it's ruined my European experience. (laughs) So So it's been Stockholm and maybe a few surrounding places. (laughs) That's awesome that you get to uh, get out of the cities occasionally, I hope. Um, Yeah, it's, uh, my weekends have turned into... At least going to Ikea (laughs) almost every weekend. That's an adventure. So that's a nice little train ride to just go out there. and Because it's Ikea, but there's like other shopping centers around there. Yeah, Ikea on the weekends is no joke over here. (laughs) Uh, Busy? (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty busy. Um, And now that the cafe is open again, it's like um, people go there for... I can... Like when I was at home, people would go for like Sunday brunch or anything like that. That's what they seem to do on the weekends over here. Let's go and have brunch or lunch over at Ikea on Sunday. Interesting. Yeah. And you get the meatballs. Mm-hmm. All the Swedish meatballs. <laughs> I've <laughs> definitely heard of that in Vancouver. People have definitely gone to the Ikea for the, the cheap food. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. 
I don't think I have, though. I think they might have some vegetarian or vegan options now. I think I, but I, I, Ikea for me is, is a great idea, but it's frightening. I, the building itself is a labyrinth that I feel reminds me of Las Vegas hotels where you can never find the exit and you may die in there, but that could be just <laughs> me that gets really stressed out in an Ikea. <laughs> oh yeah. It is weird on how they wind you through the entire, the mm. entire building. It's kind of fun. I just Maybe. need a pillow, but I have to walk yeah. through the kitchen. Maybe I will redo my kitchen. Maybe I will redo my bedroom. <laughs> just get me out of here. <laughs> I thought it was the best life hack when I figured out I could go through like the warehouse section by the cashiers and just dip into the building and grab the, like a box of something like a frame and run out screaming. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> will you pay for that before you run out with it? Well, yeah, but like oh. I, I throw them some shekels. I throw them some money like... As I'm leaving, very quickly tap to pay as quick as I can. But yeah, I find I find the warehouse less scary than the actual building because it's like I don't know, not as claustrophobic. I don't know. <laughs> IKEA is a nice place. It's just me. I just. <laughs> so, what other hobbies have you picked up while you're sheltered in place, Emily? Buying plants. I am now a plant hoarder. Nice. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's uh, it's kind of sad. I don't have any plants I have now. Are, are there particular? Are, are you after like succulents, or are they like things like the monstera? It's or? all over the place. I bought one monstera plant, but they're poisonous to cats. So then I had oh, to go to yeah. IKEA and get a cabinet for all my poisonous plants. <laughs> um, There's a pattern here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> IKEA is life. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I kind of just grab any pretty plant that I uh, that I see at the store. I didn't realize how expensive plants could get, though. Oh. Really expensive. I saw this cute little plant, and it, and it was like a shiny little orchid. Oh, man. I had to choose between that <laughs> or going out to eat <laughs> for like two days. Ouch. So you chose the plant. I chose the plant. I chose the plant. <laughs> of course. <laughs> nice. And how are your uh, Swedish glasses coming? Swedish is okay. I'm now finally taking private lessons because the uh, free classes that uh, Sweden is a <clears throat> gives to uh, immigrants. It's called SFE, Swedish for Immigrants. Uh, it's kind of hard to learn when there's 25 other people in your class and you want to get some one-on-one -on -one speaking or something like that. Maybe if you're lucky, you'll be able to say a sentence. So uh, my new classes are going well. Nice. But uh, it's still slow going. Slow going. I can read it better than I can speak it. <laughs> yeah. I guess since they use right, the same alphabet. Um... But uh, yeah, I don't know. How's the rest of the world doing? I'm so blocked off, closed off from everything. Well, how's it over where you guys are? I think we've uh, kind of come full circle. Uh, it's been a year, just over a year of doing podcasts, uh, a year of when me and JD went to the Objective by the Sea conference in Maui and had to come back quickly for this start of this stay at home pandemic. And uh, yeah. I think in the beginning, JD was like, don't talk about the pandemic. It'll be over soon. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, 
uh, he didn't say that exactly. He just I said, didn't quite say it that way. We don't need but... to talk about it. I'm like, well, <laughs> we're going to have to start talking about it. <laughs> it's a thing. Oh. But uh, yeah, JD's in the States. Um, how's it over there in Spokane, JD? We're, we are uh, slowly rolling out vaccines. And uh, yeah, basically people around here act like the pandemic's over, but it's not. So yeah. Mm. So, and fortunately, I think this is going to continue for, for at least six more months, uh, and uh, it'll, it'll be interesting. So, but we have, we have lots of things to work on, like a conference and new yeah. ways of working from home, and and uh, you know, making making life better in in small subtle ways, like having a pretty plant to look at. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's easy to doom scroll on uh, Twitter and uh, well now it's like vaccine scrolls. Everybody's bragging in the states about having <laughs> I got my two shots of vaccine and I'm I'm waiting here in socialized uh, Canada for my shot, my first shot. Uh, uh, so yeah, I'm in Vancouver, Canada. I'm still too young. No, they just lowered the age for 40 and up uh, to get vaccines. Um, so I'm hoping to get my shot. My wife has got her shot because of a medical condition, but uh, so she's lucky sort of ha uh, you know but uh, yeah the more vaccines the better but in the meantime while the the world is <laughs> sort of dumpster fire burning sometimes uh, we got to do fun things so me and JD are uh, organizing uh, Mac DevOps uh, 2021 again and that's looking forward to that Henry uh, in Germany has been helping us and a bunch of other people and we have an international cast of characters yeah mm. yeah I'm <clears throat> looking forward to this uh, just accepted uh, a bunch of talks and I was not, not feeling generous. It's the wrong word. I was just like, Oh, all these people submitted great talks. I want to, I want to approve everybody. I mean, that's what I usually say anyway. I mean, they're all great talks <laughs> that were submitted. And then I was like, let me start working on the draft schedule. I'm like, Oh, I, I approved everybody. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the critical eye, but yeah, um, <laughs> I made it work. I stayed up late last night and was working on the, the draft <laughs> schedule and there's room for everybody. <laughs> And then I'm like, why did I just tweet that everyone should give it a quick talk? Look, where's the room in the schedule? There's room. We'll make room. We'll make room. Quick talk's always accepted. I just love that as a slogan. It should definitely be on my tombstone. Um, in a t-shirt. <laughs> next yeah. to milk frother. Yeah, milk frother. <laughs> quick talk's always accepted. Um, yeah, I know. This is weird belief that I have that everyone has something to share and that everyone you know, should should get up there. But yeah, I know it's not easy and not everybody wants to get up there or is immune to this, you know, stupid feeling of being ignorant. But yeah, I, I'm always impressed with everybody around me figuring stuff out. And I just love it when people share. And there's actually a lot more 15-minute um, talks. We gave a uh, option for five, 15, and 30-minute talks. Um, mm. So, I mean, the five-minute talks are great for like one idea and 15 is like for two ideas or a little few a few pictures <laughs> a few slides <laughs> but uh yeah so it's going to be a mix of uh quick talks 15 minute talks and 30 minute talks i miss conferences we i mean all miss conferences i used to go to <laughs> like 20 a year and uh, i'm down to like three virtual ones you went to too many jd but <laughs> well <laughs> you were you were you know working you were working those conferences true but uh, Emily, you're welcome to join us. We uh, we definitely love and appreciate everyone working on conferences all around the world. Uh, Max Sissman in Sweden uh, has been an awesome one. I was at uh, uh, an Every World in Australia one online. But what we try to do with Mac DevOps is other than just a video drop, which is <clears throat> always appreciated because speakers working on videos is is amazing and people put a lot of love into their videos. 
but we wanted to try and create a live experience. So with our online conference last year, we did a Discord server and uh, a live, most of the talks were live to YouTube. And then we were in Discord to discuss and just felt like having it in a four hour block meant that people from different time zones could, you know, more easily join us. And then also <laughs> people are just so busy that, you know, four hours is, is a lot to commit. And and even uh, even if you sign up for the conference, most pe- most tech people are expected to work anyway at all times. So with a YouTube stream, people could like rewind it back and, and wa- catch up if they had to work or were called. But having it in a four hour block meant that people were giving talks and then jumping in the Discord and t- chatting and talking. And and um, yeah, we all do crave that social. I, I miss people too. <laughs> yeah, that has to be my favorite part of a conference. It's just uh, all of that networking with everyone. Yeah, that hallway track is always the best. Exactly. I mean, it was always the idea that, you know, yeah, I always tell myself is like, you know, despite working really hard to plan the conference, Matt, like the reason people come is for the hallway track, not for the planned sessions. So, you know, keep the keep the planned sessions as short as possible and make the hallway track as large as possible. <laughs> Everybody needs a chance to hang out and, and chat and socialize and exchange ideas and just talk about, you know, anything and everything. So. It worked pretty well last year uh, with the 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 live uh, with the audio channels in Discord. Uh, people could the really neat thing about Discord is you can see who's in the channel, and we found that people were able to jump in and talk to each other more easily than sometimes in person. You'd have a circle of people. Say maybe you know Greg is talking about monkey to you know somebody, and then outside there, there's another ring of people ring around you know around them. And so if you're in a live conference, sometimes you might be three or four or five people away. So in Discord, you can just sort of jump in, listen in, eavesdrop, and join in if you want. And yeah, pluses and minus to online conferences for sure. I like that. That's pretty cool. I don't have to order any cupcakes or muffins or sandwiches or make those decisions, which I really hate. But but <laughs> catering <laughs> is Matt's and Nemesis. Uh, yeah. I, I was not built to be a conference organizer, but I really like the idea of of getting people together. So I do it anyway. It seems pretty successful. How many years have you guys been doing this, this conference? I think this will be the seventh. This will be the seventh year. Yeah. It's crazy. Wow. It's almost like we should do this every year. Oh wait, we are. <laughs> it's, it's the podcast that we started last year. Cause I just thought it would be nice to talk to people more often and just see how they're doing. And, um, you know, and also we thought it would be a cool way to talk to speakers that would, come to the conference and then we just thought it'd be nice to just to reach out to people and then the pandemic hit and we're like oh this is a good way of connecting to people because we don't really have any other ways <laughs> but uh, yeah it's not not easy it's 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 fun to to follow you on twitter and follow our friends on twitter or people we've never met on twitter and, and comment and but uh, yeah it's it's different to all of a sudden drag you into real life and go hey emily you want to join our podcast and you're like uh <laughs> can we just tweet at each other <laughs> like <laughs> What's your what's your origin story, Emily? I think my origin story is pretty pretty boring. I um <laughs> <laughs> says everybody in tech. <laughs> oh, I mean, um I decided to go traveling after high school. I mean, who wants to go to college, right? But uh <laughs> after you travel for a couple years and keep moving around and not staying in one place, uh gets kind of exhausting. So that's when I decided to go home, but I was like, well, what can I do? What can I do that's going to make me a decent amount of money and I don't have to interact with a lot of people every day? <laughs> 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 so I was like, I got it. I'll go into tech. I mean, 
eventually, I mean, originally it was just, you know, for, for means to wait, uh, make a good salary. But after a while, I just ended up actually really loving it. So there's my boring origin story. <laughs> and what, what part of tech did you, did you go into? So being that you're a, a client platform engineer now, you didn't just step uh, into that role, right? No, I was originally a uh, help desk for many years before I uh, had the opportunity from from my previous job to start moving away from help desk, which was really nice. Um, but yeah, it all started in help desk. I'm not sure if that's the way it is for majority of people, but yeah. With that, was it learning languages, uh, Python, or, or something along those lines? That that uh... actually a really good question. <laughs> I'm pretty bad at Python. I think the one that I used most is just uh, Bash. Okay. So yeah, I'm still learning Python, which I realize that it. I don't know why I've taken so long to start learning it. Because something that could be a hundred lines of code or something in Bash, <laughs> it'll it can take half half as many lines. Oh, I've been making myself uh, try and convert a lot of the scripts that I have over to Python, which proves to be difficult. Yeah, I've been trying to move a lot of my Bash script into ZSH, as as Matt would say, or Z shell, uh, and yeah, it's it's interesting the differences between them but i agree there are some things that some languages are just better built for and but sometimes when all you know is a hammer everything looks like a nail that's true i feel targeted (laughs) (laughs) matt's not a fan of python either so you're okay i i blame my adhd or my uh yeah my i don't know i i'm really good at hiring people to help me work with python which is, I feel like I'm more of a uh, general contractor when it comes to building projects, or and you know had the Arcaware, the backup module for Watchmen, and I worked worked on one for Monkey Report, and yeah, no, I've never written a single line of Python myself. Sorry, never. I, I recognize when I see a script and says, "Oh yeah, that's Python," but yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah, Bash all the way. It used to be C shell, but you know, then I switched to Bash, and now you know, well, Z shell one of these days, but. In the meantime, I know, and I'm happy to pay uh, colleagues and people that I, I work with. I've been mentoring a friend that was, he was like a, a scientist and a biologist, but he got into coding and he was like, I just ran into him through my wife and he's like, oh, I've been learning Python. And I'm like, well, I have lots of problems to solve, you know, if you want to like, I'll pay you and you want, you're learning Python. That's great. So I'm happy if other people figure out how things get done in Python It it hurts my head. Sorry, that's the, my official statement. <laughs> <laughs> which is why we support the open source community because it's other people doing amazing things yeah tools that we get to use yeah. I, 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 i've been a team member of one for a long time as a sysadmin i was all alone in visual effects just doing everything and never had the time to try and write really long python scripts never had the luxury i was like the render farm has to be fixed now i'm like here's some bash you know <laughs> you know it's like fix the, the render farm now you know my friend of mine got hired to rebuild a, a VFX pipeline in, 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 I think it was Node. It was like backend Node and Node.js. And I think two years later, yeah, the company said, well, it's still, your guys are still working on it. They're like, we're going to make it perfect. <laughs> it's like, 
<laughs> yeah, there's right now and perfect, but yeah, Python looks pretty awesome from what I've seen, but yeah, from a distance. <laughs> yeah, it takes me forever sometimes. So if I just need something really quick, um, sorry, Python, going on the back burner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, much love and respect to those who work with Python. I mean, I it's a work of uh, true genius and hard work and sweat, but uh, like most mm-hmm. things. It's all scripting, though, right? Once it's written, it has to be maintained, and that's the that's the struggle. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've I'm, this sounds weird, but I've watched people program in Python. Like I've worked with you know people, and sometimes we work you know either through Zoom or in the old days work together like closer. And I've watched people work in Python and seeing how they debug it, and I've not figured out how to do that myself. And I find that when I'm writing a Bash script or a script in Bash, I find I I just know how to debug it better, so I can try something, test it, and then it it's easier for me to build scripts and test it but i'm sure if if there was a patient and loving kind person that could help me debug python maybe but yeah it's easier just to pay people (laughs) but yeah 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 i just find bash is is easier right now because if you're used to typing some cans you find some commands what are the options and then you test them and then you build your script and Mm -hmm. yeah sorry jd you're an advanced being (laughs) <laughs> I'm an advanced <laughs> being. <laughs> I've dabbled in Swift, I, therefore I'm, I'm advanced. <laughs> oh, that's something yeah. I have not <laughs> yeah. not bothered to touch yet. Yeah, you're okay. I mean, I I made it through like the Swift playgrounds, and I'm like this is interesting. I don't know how this applies to what I actually do on a daily basis. So I'm I'm moving on back to Python, <laughs> back to ZSH. Yeah, I find that. You can go like 10 levels deep in, in any tech to solve problems. You know, every version of Mac OS changes things. And you, if you get 10 levels deep, though, you have to pull yourself out and get to the next big major change in the OS and trying to figure out how that works. And um, yeah, <laughs> sometimes uh, you, you only have enough time to do surface level scratch, you know, and then there's another version that changes everything. And, um, you know. Mm. so many new profiles to uh, deploy to change different settings you know for people or are you uh, working on any fun problems that you're uh, allowed to share with us or any um no no fun projects right now we're just <laughs> in between in between things so it's uh it's maintenance right now keeping up maintenance mm. yeah well we appreciate you uh tweeting your your learnings online and your <laughs> fun observations of life. Um, thank you for sharing, uh, you know, a window into your life uh, on Twitter, you know. Oh, man, Twitter has been my offloading lately for complaining. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised no one's unfollowed me yet. <laughs> I think we're all in the same boat. <laughs> I think Twitter, all of Twitter's, uh, everyone's shaking their tiny fists going, life. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever, or whatever problem we're dealing with at the time, whether mm-hmm. it's code or yes. obstinate government officials, or <laughs> yeah, yeah. JD likes to spo- uh, to uh, do the local Spokane politics because we all want to hear about that. JD, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to follow me. It's Twitter. Uh, I ran into one of my old friends uh, before the pandemic, and he was like, "Wow, your social game, Matt." And I was like, "Oh, it's a compliment." And then I thought, "No, I think he's not complimenting me." I was like, "I tweet so much about bikes, and I guess being hit by cars twice." But yeah, sometimes I think I think I've tweeted and retweeted things about bikes too many times today. But oh well, you know, that's life. There's so many things that I want to post about what I'm working on because it's so frustrating. Like, 
can't I can't mention that. Oh, <laughs> with my frustrations, I'm like, ah, uh, I guess I gotta go find someone else within the company to complain about this too. <laughs> <laughs> With that, do you have a team of, of folks that you work with or, or are you kind of off on your own there in, in Stockholm? And just uh, no, I have uh, three other people on my team and a manager. So we're always in contact, but it gets kind of, uh, it's not as fun as it was in the office where I can just turn around and ask someone, uh, can you check this out? Now it's, do you have time to go into a meet so I can screen share with you? <laughs> right. Yeah. Or have a meet open all day and just sit there and be able to talk, but um, haven't been doing that lately. So, yeah, I guess sometimes it feels kind of like I'm in my my own little world, but that's the pandemic, I guess. Yeah, that's been a struggle for a lot of people is is that kind of isolation and and fearing that that reaching out to somebody else on the team, you know, you're you're interrupting them, right? Where we would mm-hmm. wouldn't mind that if we're in the office, but uh, it feels feels a little more obtrusive since you it's more formal with a a meetup or a, a Zoom meeting. Mm-hmm. Or something. Yeah, I can't just turn around and toss like a crumpled piece of paper up at my colleague. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, f- I find it's been tough trying to get people onto like a synchronous communication channel, like a phone call or a Zoom or something. And I'm like, you know, if I get too many texts or too many, uh, whether it's Slack or actual text messages, I'm like so many questions. I'm like, can we just chat and I can help you solve the problem or just figure out what's going on? Like, It's like, uh, yeah, we need real time collaboration. Have you found any good ways of doing that? Oh, I realized in, uh, what do you call it, Visual Studio Code, you can do a live share. So if you're working on something. Um, so that's helped me all the, like two times. <laughs> it's still kind of hard unless you're talking to the person because um, you can't hear them. Or maybe you can. I don't know. I haven't figured everything out about it yet. But uh, that's just one of the ways in order for the person to edit if they see something different. So they're like, oh, yeah, you have a blah, blah, blah on line 25. Where? On line 25. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. Or just, yeah, just having a Google Meets open and just letting people jump in and out of it. But um, don't have any good ideas, do you? No, I mean, uh, my my recent uh, Python collaborator, uh, you know, I, the, the greatest idea I had was uh, I was like, stop sending me or slacking like Python scripts. Like, here's GitHub. We're going to use GitHub. and We're going to like use code version control. <laughs> you, know? you know, that helps, you know, to talk about a certain script, you know, which one you're talking about. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that, that made that was a revolution, you know, <laughs> baby steps for Matt here. Wow, I'm like, that's nice that you slacked me your Python script. Uh, don't do that. Like, let's put it in a repo and let's like, let's work on it slowly. But so beyond uh, Visual Studio Code, what what else is in your in your tool set? Oh, when someone asked me, it's uh, pretty pretty empty. <laughs> <laughs> I guess then what, what's the, what's your, your stack? What, what, what tools, what other tools are you using to, to get your, your job done at the end of the day? 
Uh, I don't know if I can talk about that. How about a trusty Mac laptop? Are you using a trusty Mac laptop? Yeah, I have like three of them. <laughs> mostly. <laughs> there's, there's your secret weapon. <laughs> I have three of them. One's for testing. One has all of my settings for when I'm writing stuff. And the third one allows me to, uh, to have uh, VMs on it. Because I haven't been able to use my M1 with VMs yet. Yeah, so, that's a struggle for all of us. So I was so excited to get one. I'm like, yeah, I get to test it. This is going to be my daily driver. I set everything up on it. And I'm like, wait, I need to... Uh, let me open up my other computer so I can do these VMs. And I don't even use my M1 as a daily anymore. Oh, no. What, about, just, what, about, the, what about the cloud, Emily? I don't know. We could it's old school, and I like everything there on my computer. <laughs> I, I don't think, know. You know, I, I just looked in Safari, and I think I had like 500 thoughts in in Safari. There's so many tabs, and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, just like so much, so much going on. Just, just nuke and pave, Matt. Just close it all down. Start from no. <laughs> I always need those tabs. There's right? always something. <laughs> Giving me PTSD, JD. I've had the nuke and pave this laptop. I got the 15 inch uh, MacBook Pro, and uh, it's like in the last two, three months, I've had the nuke and pave it two or three times. It just like melted down. I, I wish I was a file system engineer, but I think APFS has got some issues because it's just like I get to this, like it'll lock up and I'll reboot it and it won't continue booting anymore. It'll just like, <laughs> and then I've had to nuke and pave it, which is great for someone who does backups as a business. Because uh, yeah, I've had to test my backups many times, <laughs> and and ever since I switched to uh, using like uh, these uh, tiny little Samsung T5s and T7s for my time machine, uh, yeah, very nice, very At nice. The very restores quick. are fast. <laughs> the restores are fast. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I recommend it. I haven't restored anything from Backblaze because, well, it's you know, it's in the cloud. Hmm. Backups. <laughs> yeah, backups. <laughs> you've you've had thoughts about backups uh, and not having them, right, Emily? <laughs> Maybe. Well, yeah. I mean, I thought I had backups for six months, and it turns out I didn't have backups. And I was like, oh, this isn't working. Instead of troubleshooting it, I decided I'm just going to nuke it and restore. <laughs> Mistake was I should have checked to make sure that there was a working backup. Very wise. But, uh, but I didn't. I didn't think about that. So had to manually restore everything for over six months, which was <clears throat> not fun. Yeah. Not fun. Ouch. Couple lessons have been learned. Nice. <laughs> One <laughs> to have multiple people check over your code before it's actually um, pushed and pushed over to Git, and then two, make sure you check that there is an actual working backup. Yeah, I think uh, I think sanity check as a service should definitely be a more worldwide offering where we can have like an instant, you know, over the shoulder check. Oh, yeah. OK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that seems sane. OK, go for it. Yeah. It's like, do you really want to hit that button to re delete everything? Are you sure? <laughs> I, I just replaced a drive in a in a raid that was failed. And uh, before I replaced it, I, I just emailed everybody that had data on it. I'm like. Yeah, just make sure you have your own copy. I have 500 copies, but just make sure you have a copy. I'm going to replace a drive, and nothing should fail, but just in case. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, I do get nervous. I have 
I have destroyed things before too, but yeah, nothing went wrong. But you know. Oh man. Yeah. At least it wasn't one of those really big mistakes where they're like, we have to think about if you're going to still work here or not. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I've, no. I've had a <laughs> couple calls like that where I think I was, I think I had an early, early, early XN in visual effects that just melted down like some kind of weird metadata corruption. And the backup was completely corrupt too. And we ran out of backup tapes. So there was like, I had to call the boss at three in the morning and go, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, we got some stuff. <laughs> it's like, oh my goodness, you know. And I think the only thing that survived was like a shell script I wrote that, ca- that, that kept the old shake scripts. It was like a 300 meg backup of like a huge sand, but at least we had the shake, the 2D compositing, you know, and they just had to redo the 3D. But, you know, it was like backups, yeah. Oh man. Yeah, backups are good. That's why, that's why I learned. <laughs> painful fires backup backups aren't aren't the best part it's the restores <laughs> i'm just gonna say i mean obviously yes, if you don't yes. don't verify those backups and make sure you can restore stuff you, yeah. you end up in a tight spot i just brought back an old uh, vfx company that brought some like old stuff out of a like an old setup i did and uh, it was all ltos from a long time ago and i did a big restore and i'm like I knew it would work, but part of me was like, this might not work. And I'm like, it totally worked. But I was like, wow, it worked. Yes, restoring. Yay. (laughs) Of course it would work. (laughs) Yeah, it's exciting when you can restore data. Well, I appreciate you spending time with us, Emily. uh, For, uh, you know, I tell too many stories of destroying data, which I have too many of. I want to definitely thank you for joining us on the podcast. Uh, Definitely, I want to invite you to join in with our uh, Mac DevOps online on June 10th, 11th, and 12th. Yeah. There's a schedule coming out shortly, and it'll be awesome once I figure out where all the pieces go. But (laughs) Yeah, I'll keep a lookout for it. This will be a... It'll be interesting. I didn't get to uh, watch it last year, but I've been slowly, slowly catching up on videos. Nice. Well, it's a great resource that all the conferences that do share their videos, you know, um, uh, allow people in the world to consume them on uh, on demand when they need to. And sometimes it's a lot to take in at once. And um, I think everyone will give their talks and, and uh, we'll just be there to hang out in the Discord channels and chat with people and We'll we'll figure out what people were talking about after <laughs> once the dust settles. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Well, yeah. Thanks for having me. The Mac DevOps YVR conference and podcast is looking for sponsors. Support and encourage developers and IT to work together to solve problems for our community by sponsoring Mac DevOps. If you're interested in sponsoring the Mac DevOps YVR conference and podcast, send an email to hello at mdoyvr.com. Thank you to our awesome Mac DevOps sponsors. This year for Mac DevOps 2021, our platinum sponsor is Mac Stadium. Thank you so much. They are also sponsoring our Hack Night. This year, a new sponsor, our gold sponsor, Swiss Flow AG with their Mac Bare Metal instance. Awesome. Thank you so much. Our silver sponsor is Simple MDM. Thank you, Taylor. You are amazing. We couldn't do this conference without our sponsors. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us today for the Mac DevOps podcast. Thank you to our guests and thank you to our co-hosts. Today's episode was edited by JD Strong. Please like and share this podcast on your favorite podcast service. Can't have my windows open anymore. My other cat pushed my pushed my cat out the window from like the <laughs> second story. What? <laughs> yeah. It, <laughs> It happened when I first gave like last summer. I was like, oh, it's really hot here, so I had the windows.
and I'm reading a book and all of a sudden I hear like this struggling kind of kind of noise and I'm like what's going on I look up and one of the cats looking down out the window and I'm like what's going I'm like no and the cat's like on the pavement walking away jeez oh, <laughs>